touchdown. For Beck, the rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giants Stadium. A short of a first down, Wayne Kravak was able to work free. What a move by Wayne Kravak. Absolutely unbelievable. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back to the Underdog Jets podcast on a Tuesday night after a 31-10 victory, a shellacking win with the new quarterback in tow. What did you think of uh, Mr. Mike White? Mike freaking white, man. Mike freaking white. That's what you hear all over the place. Uh, I was there, man. It was great. Um, even in the rain, you could see that the team was bouncing around and kind of rejuvenated uh, with him back there. So a uh, great win. Um, you know, we can dive into the stats. And obviously, it's not a great defense they won against. But it was just nice to see the offense move the ball. Yeah, and you could see the enthusiasm on the field, right? With the weapons, Elijah Moore, you know, take his face off the milk carton now. He's been found. Uh, Garrett (laughs) Wilson, Garrett Wilson tearing it up. I I mean, what a difference in terms of enthusiasm, locker room, you know, all that feel, teammate stuff. It it was just evident. Yeah. Like I said, it was just different. And you can see in the postgame show uh, when Mike's trying to do his um, postgame interview on the field they're all jumping all over them and it just was different it was a different feel um and some of the, the some of the plays he meant you know people are saying oh why didn't they have that uh offensive play calling with zach uh to a certain extent they did they did I don't think yes. he dumbed it down at all i just think he moved the pocket and made the throws that zach hasn't been able to make I just watched a short video of um chris sims who was very high on zach wilson coming into the draft as i was too and I still think he could have success in the NFL. It's just about the mind. He just has to get his mind right if possible because you saw Mike White throw the ball with no fear. That second Garrett Wilson touchdown over in the middle, that big 50-yarder, 54-yarder, yeah. just cleared the linebacker's hands, and he drilled that in there with no fear. You can't be afraid to turn the ball over, and I just think that's the biggest difference between these two quarterbacks right now. Yeah, no turnovers. I, I me, There's definitely one, I'm not sure, any other that. He threw late, and I thought it could be picked. The safety um, came down on that, right? No, on the outside. Oh, on the outside? Which one yeah, was that? It was like the third option. He threw it. Uh, the, the corner broke on it, but he didn't get it. But uh, at, at this point, just to put the, the points on the board, um, allows the defense to not be like, wow, if we give up a touchdown, we're going to lose this game. If we give up 10 points, we're going to lose this game. So it takes the pressure off the defense, you know, time-wise, time possession-wise, but just like, hey – you know, we gave up three points in New England, a uh, six point in loss. You know what I mean? The three yeah. points in, before the special teams. But uh, yeah, all around, it was a great day. Yeah. And um, the play calling has been the same, folks. It's not, I've been getting into a lot of fights this year about Mike LaFleur. I think LaFleur has been steady and great all year. Unfortunately, you just won't see it when the quarterback's not performing and, and the quarterback's overthinking everything. 
So worst defense for sure. Wilson had some bad luck playing those top defenses. You know, he had a string of really good defenses. Belichick twice, Denver, Green Bay. But hey, you can't, this team has arrived. You can't wait to make decisions. You can't lose the locker room. Uh, it doesn't mean you're dumping Zach Wilson altogether. And, and that's what that's the main thing that the organization has to battle. Fans want to know what the future is and they want to cling to that. And they just want to know who their guy is and go forward. Unfortunately, they the organization can't do that. And and the best decision right now they felt is Mike White, and he has all the opportunity in the world to to take the job and and let it be his. Yeah, listen, you know nobody's gonna want to admit that he was a bust, and, and you know you hear about bust, um, you know, especially quarterbacks over the years. Um, Marcus Russell and Ryan Leaf and guys like that. But Zach, you know, Zach has done well. You know, he's got a winning record this year and done some good things. So by no means is he a bust. I just don't think he's ready right now, NFL ready right now, uh, yeah. physically, technically, and, and mentally in his mind right now. And Mike White comes in with nothing to lose, um, good technique, you know, ball control. Um, you know, that's all you can ask for. The defense is going to keep you in pretty much every game. Um, and if you can move the ball and keep the defense off the field a little, that's a winning formula right there. Uh, comment by AC Lavernius and Wayne are funny as hell together. What are you guys running a uh, stand up show over there on that podcast? I got to check this thing out. Um, yeah, we kind of fight a little bit, but it's people laugh that we fight with smiles on our faces. But um, yeah. Lavernius is very tough on the team. Uh, I am not actually. During the bye week, we did like a recap, and it was opposite. You know, uh, and I was Zach. He felt Zach deserved a chance, and I was Mike White, uh, you know, pro like Mike White. But uh, this week, he says they didn't beat nothing. They had a no-name defense. Their offense stunk. They had a third-back, you know, third-string quarterback. So he wasn't impressed, uh, and I said I was, and we argued a little bit. But uh, we have fun. Um, but, uh, Hey, I'm optimistic right now going to Minnesota. He thinks they're going to get smacked and I think they're going to be in the game and we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't think they're going to get smacked and I don't care who the defense was. That was impressive. What Mike White did. I mean, first drive right down the field. How about that route by Garrett Wilson to get open in the corner of the end zone? Yeah, he, um, he had a good day. He's showing, you know, why he is a high, high draft pick and, you know, hopes are so high for him. Um, and just what he could do after the catch um, on, on that long touchdown. Um, you know, it's, it's, I thought he was the best pick in the draft, the best receiver in the, in the draft. And uh, he's showing it. Um, and um, Mike White, he just knows where, you know, to put in the play uh, maker's hands. Uh, and the thing was interesting about Elijah Moore, uh, a lot of times the backup quarterbacks spend more times with some of the backup receivers or the end of the first team reps. And I think that was what got, you know, Mike and Elijah back on the same page because they've been working a lot together over the year in the, uh, in practice. Yeah. That, so when tracking the game, they came out a lot of short design stuff, right? Right down the field. Boom, boom, boom. And eventually the the next two series didn't work as well because Chicago started playing it more aggressively, started breaking on balls really quickly, really aggressively. And I think the play that loosened up Chicago's defense was that first Elijah Moore catch on that post when he had that guy uh, trailing him. 
I'll see if I could uh, pick it up. But it was a hell of a throw, and that throw took a lot of trust in Elijah Moore to complete. Yeah, like I said, it's there. Um, it's not there with Zach and Elijah. Uh, it seems like Zach's always been favorable to Corey Davis uh, right from the onset of his career. But uh, Mike spread it around. Barrios got a little involved. And, uh, you know, you spread it around like that, they can't key on anybody. Yeah, here, here it is, Wayne. Elijah Moore right here, the number two. I mean, inside leverage, first of all. Then he's trailing on the inside hip. To, to throw this ball, that takes a lot of trust, but it was yeah. just a great route. Yeah, he um little head fake on the guy covering him. He, yeah. he wadding the safety up there, but he came across his face. He didn't drift. If he drifted upfield, he's not going to get this. But right here, um, look but, at the leverage. To, for the quarterback to throw this ball, but you Mike White have, sees that far yeah. safety is, is back. So he, there's no threat of Elijah getting – Knocked out by that guy. Right. Yeah, I mean, just the the trust Mike White shows here in Elijah Moore. I mean, this is the play that really loosened it up, I felt like. And the Bears couldn't play aggressive. And I feel like prior to Mike White, they couldn't get to this point where they made the defense pay for playing so unbalanced. You know, the thing is also, you know, just being there. I mean, I see the, you know, the recap and the plays on social media. But um, the ball is right here. Like here's yeah. no like awkward position. Like you can't run after the catch with a ball, you know, below your knees or over your head. You know, I mean, just he's hitting you with a situation where you could tuck it and run it and be an athlete. Uh and that's the difference from this this week to last. There was a there was a low ball placed really low and and safe on a rollout. Too. I forget who it was. So so people know like you see a, a low throw in there. It's we call it like a second base throw when you try yeah. to throw someone out of second base. You want it down there so you can just kind of go down and cradle it, uh, and that's protection from the quarterback. So they don't always think that's a bad throw. I think it was Garrett Wilson's last catch. I'll check it out, but we'll get to the comments too. Um, but I saw it. I'm like, man, that's just uh, up big points. That's just a great play uh, by a quarterback. Yeah, like I said, he made uh, all the throws. Uh, and they were there. He made the easy throws too, which is some trouble to Zach. I don't want to just dogpile on on Zach, but just no. being there, it just felt different. It looked different, and there's a certain amount of confidence that the offense had uh, that they haven't had. Yeah, here it is. Uh, I think this is it. Where they're up big, thirty-one ten. Garrett Wilson's last catch. Look where he throws it. I mean, yeah, uh, it's not it's not as low as I thought, but still. Guy trailing him, he's going to throw it a little lower than normal. Garrett Wilson has to go down. It's just a safe play. Anything high there is just danger, and you don't want it. Yeah, and he's catching it at first down depth. Yep. A lot of these times, they've been saying, here's a three-yard catch, get eight. Here's a four-yard catch, get ten. Yep. It's nice to see them throw behind the sticks a little bit, uh, and it makes the receiver's job a lot easier, uh, just knowing I have to get to the first down marker and uh, don't have to do much else. Yep. Uh, let's see here. CD says fearless. Mike has Mike white ever been hit yet? Like Zach, I'll tell um, you what, if he steps him in, in the pocket. One thing I, I know he does is really climb the pocket when he has to. And that's something Zach's still trying to figure out. He climbed the pocket and he throws in the face of pressure. He, he throws in the face of pressure, but a couple times he helped the offense lineman. He just kind of slid a little to the left and got the ball out of his hands. Uh, didn't take any, what I like is 
the negative plays weren't like massive. Like Zach does that roll right. There's pressure, so he reverses field left, loses like five more yards. Mm-hmm. So you can get sacked. These are 10, 12 yard sacks. If you got to take a sack, you take it three, four yards, and you live to fight another day. So the negative plays were uh, very little, and they weren't big ones. Pennington said, Marvin Guns, uh, Pennington said that he attributed much of his success to sitting a year before starting. You know, a lot of guys abide by that. Mahomes did it. Rodgers did it a couple of years. I I don't know how true it is, but, you know, when Chad speaks and says something like that, I'll certainly listen. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was a part of it. Um, anytime you can be there behind a vet, uh, just they can learn. Uh, you don't have to go out there trial by fire with some of these uh, rookies that come in there, like Trevor Lawrence or Zach or Sam Darn. These guys, you know, if you sit, even if the year or two, uh, watch the kid from Green Bay. He's going to get his chance in there. And I bet you he's going to be better for it sitting a couple years. And Mahomes was behind Alex Smith. And I just think it helps maturity yeah. level, um, football wise, football smarts. Um, there's a lot of benefits to it. So I'm all for uh, having a quarterback sit. Got another one here, Patrick. Uh, sorry, Patrick. I won't even attempt to pronounce that last name. Uh, Wayne, as a receiver, how do you think our group stacks up? Uh, skill, potential, et cetera? Um, I've said this. This is the deepest uh, receiver room they've had since us. Me, you know, LC and, uh, you know, and Santana. I mean, obviously there's been some good duos over the years, Decker and Marshall and some other groups. But, you know, you figure, you know, Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson are 1A and 1B, and then you got Elijah and Berrios, um, you know, and, I don't know Jeff Smith gets in there. Um, so yeah, they're uh they're deep. The tight ends made some plays. Um, and just imagine if we had Brees Hall right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, and then we get this kid. Zonovan Knight, right? Knight, you know, yeah. I'm like, who is I'm like, look at this kid. And then uh, you know, and what James Robinson was a healthy scratch, right? He was a little banged up. I did he dress? I don't remember if he dressed no. now, but he was a little banged up, so they played a lot of Ty Johnson, a lot of Zonovan Knight, uh, Michael Carter. It turns out it's a low ankle sprain, so it's not the high ankle sprain. He should be okay. Uh, but yeah, Zonovan Knight, he was impressive in August. A- any show I hopped on and, and someone asked me who's an under-the-radar guy to watch for, uh, I think I said on Asman's show, Zonovan Knight was always the guy. And yeah. I'm glad he made the practice squad because he, he showed something in August. Yeah, and Ty Johnson scored, right? Mm-hmm. Breaking break tackles. So, uh, yeah. Oh. Whenever, you know, defense can't key on someone and, you know, if they take them away, you're kind of in a bad spot. There's really no one to key on. There's no, like, you know, I guess Garrett is the most uh, explosive who they can focus on. Yeah. But, uh, hey, at this point, they're going to stop the run game defenses and and dare Mike White or Zach to beat them. Uh, and like I said, just get the hand, the ball in the hands of these playmakers. And you can see the run out of catch by Garrett and by Elijah, obviously Berrios. So, uh, you know, he's doing, he did it right. This week, only week one, but he did it right. Matt B says, let's chill out with the Mike White crap. Zach would be back in a few weeks. Coach Salah said so yesterday. Number one, Salah didn't exactly say that. Uh, he said his plan is to get Zach Wilson back on the field, but let's let's all be honest. That's not exactly what he's saying, that it's definitely going to happen. Um, 
number two, it's not crap. You know, Mike White has played three full games now, and two of them have been stellar. So, yeah, it's not crap for sure. Now, listen, everybody has their opinion. Um, Zach Wilson will not be in there unless Mike White, you know, explodes. Um, he gives them the best chance to win right now. I'm not saying that Mike White is a franchise quarterback. Uh, but at this point, Zach Wilson hasn't showed that either. And, and I've supported him and, you know, defended him, um, even though they won games. I just haven't seen what I expected to see this year. Like I said, even though the record was good, I uh, think he took a step back. So it's not Mike White crap. He showed you what he could do. We'll see what he does against a good Minnesota defense. Yeah, no one say Mike White's a franchise quarterback, but you don't also say he has no chance. Like that that's the problem I have when when Wilson got hurt I w- I was wa- I was asking why not Mike White instead of Flacco earlier in the year and I would hear stuff White stinks Mike White stinks look at his play in the preseason don't ever don't ever put a guy at that level where you give him no chance especially when he puts something on the field like he did last year against Cincy that's just not the way to go you it's okay to have your opinion and not be a fan and not think he's going to turn out okay but don't eliminate him and I don't care how bad the D, the Bears D is. This kid, his mind, he has some – look at him stepping up in the pocket. He has some underrated QB attributes that you love. You know, leadership, fearlessness, moxie. It, guys love him. That's why this league misses out, and it's so tough to evaluate quarterbacks because you never know how a guy's going to react when just put in a certain situation. Yeah, here's a plain – Simple comment by the forever puddle. Mike White does all the easy stuff that Zach can't do, period. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you see these, like I said, where the ball is being put by Mike White. Mm-hmm. Even in training camp, on air, with no defense, Zach wasn't always making these plays. Not under any pressure. It's just this guy, you know, listen, I don't care if they're the 30th ranked defense in the league, Chicago. He's still making plays. This is an NFL defense. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't take away from that. But uh, like you said, this, it's it's simple. He just did what he's supposed to do, made the throws you're supposed to make, and, and that's why they put 30 points up. Yeah, and even this throw, it's not an all-time throw. It's not an all-time quarterback play. No. Uh, easy, two-man route, third guy, play action. But he has a guy bearing down on him. Not Not crazy, but still has to step up in the face of pressure. Knows a linebacker, a second level, got to get it over him. And it, it, it turns into inches where it could have been yeah. knocked away. He just had no fear and delivered it. Yeah. So, like I said, he's a, he's a breath of fresh air for a week. We'll see what for happens. Week. Yeah. Let's, let's get into the, the defense a little bit. I understand that Sauce is the leading vote getter for a cornerback for a, the a Pro Bowl team. Um, yeah, as he should be. Interesting. Yeah, as he should be. I mean, I, to me, he's a first-team All-Pro as a rookie, like uh, Parsons was last year. Right. Um, the D just keeps doing it. And, and they started off slow in this game, too, interestingly. They weren't great in the beginning. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, by how they moved the ball the first two drives. Uh, at that After we scored, I was like, all right, we're, we're up. And then they came back down the first two drives. I was like, they just needed to make some um, you know, changes a little bit. But uh, I don't even know who's going to be the quarterback. They changed their mind three times. Yeah, uh, Fields not playing killed me in fantasy. All four of my uh, fantasy teams, I have Fields. That, that 
that put a somber start to the day, I'll tell you. But uh, yeah, Peterman, there were some reports that it was going to be Peterman, then Simeon. Simeon played well early, too. He couldn't sustain it, but he played well early. And as usual, the defense, you know, turned it around, and that coverage is just still elite. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, they're, they're tough. Um, here's a comment. Jets fans need to stop bashing on Zach. It's pathetic. Whoever succeeds good for them, but stop bashing on our own players. Makes no sense to me. I'm not bashing on them. Yeah, no, it's not. You watch this podcast or any podcast. I've defended him. I like the kid. I think he's got a great football IQ. Um, it just hasn't made the plays. I'm not saying it's a bust. I said that 10 minutes ago. I'm just saying right now, at this time, he's just not as NFL ready as uh, we thought he'd be in year two. But I'm I'm a fan. His career's not over no. in New York. And you got to understand, I mean? this is how it goes for every fan base in sports. Yeah. You're going to see silly comments. You're going to see bashing, on, especially in the world of social media. So don't when you see comments like that on social media, don't just take it with a grain of salt. You don't know who's behind that keyboard. I yeah, do. I, I agree with your overall sentiment. Don't bash him. Yes, but I think it's you know. stupid. Yeah, oh, here he goes. Next comment: Zach will be third string wide receiver core. Likes Mike and G Dub. Likes flat. It's just, it's just everybody has their opinion. You want my opinion as a former player is that he's not ready. And look at the film. Whether you're a Zach Truther or a Mike White hater, just look at the film the last two weeks, or go back to that New England game, and you tell me that there wasn't a difference. Now I'm going to hold judgment until I see him verse at Minnesota, at Buffalo, at Miami. Yes. But at this point, be happy, Jeff fans. Stop being so stubborn. We're seven and four. You would have begged for that. You would have paid money for that after that Baltimore game, first game of the year to have seven and four at this point. So absolutely. Stop, uh, stop your comments. Be happy. Uh, Matthias Simon asks, is it Lev Coles behind that keyboard? <laughs> Uh, bashing Zach. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe you should train. I mean, would Winkerbet ever train Zach in this in the offseason? One wonders. Zach, I'm not a quarterback, man. Hey, receiver. Run, run some patterns in uh, Northern What's Jersey that? somewhere. No, no, I, don't, I don't mess with quarterbacks. They're, they're a different breed, man. They, they, they definitely pressure. are. Yeah. They deal with pressure um, you know, uh, from the media, forget it, but in New York. But they deal with the pressure of having these defense alignment bearing down on them and safeties coming off the outside. Uh, so anybody who thinks they could do that and make those throws with guys in their face, then you're sadly mistaken because they would crumble into a, a ball on, on, on the field. Fetal position. This 270-pound guy comes at them. I promise you they won't stand in there. Speaking of me going into the fetal position, Mega Vegan asks, Michael Clemens needs more praise, freak. Have you seen Michael Clemens up close and personal? Like, you ever met him face-to-face? I know he's a big boy. Oh, my God. He's just, and he's he's soft-spoken, but he's, if any man could be violently soft-spoken, that's that's the man right there. My goodness. Yeah. You want that guy in your locker room. Oh, yeah. Here you go. You know, I've been, um, Trying to pay attention to what you say. They're your Bryce uh, Bryce Huff takes. He comes yeah. off that end, man. Yes, he, he does. Sack. I mean, the guy didn't have a chance. And he only gets like he 10 plays a game. Like, it's perfect. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, Revis too. How was the Revis ceremony? It was good. It was porn. It yeah. sucked. It was just, I felt so bad. It was just porn out there. And we were, we go down in the tunnel a couple, you know, like five minutes before halftime to get ready, which takes like a half hour, last five minutes and yeah. down there with the family and the other uh, ring of honor guys. It was me and um, Nick and Brick and Wesley and uh, Klecko. Klecko had an umbrella and uh, Wesley put on, they gave us ponchos and Brick and Mangle aren't putting them on. Wesley put his on with his hood. I'm like, I'm not proud, man. I put on the damn poncho, but they ended up giving us umbrellas. But uh, it was just nice to be there. Uh, you know, I talked to him before he we went out there. I said, just even if you're nervous, once you get done with the speech and when you're walking off, I said, just soak it in because the stress is off from the speech and you can enjoy it. Uh, and he gave a good speech. Like, he broke down a little bit, which was nice to see that he's human. But uh, he mm. had a great career, and it's an honor to be up there in the rafters with him. Yeah, Revis, he's just – someone asked me the other day if, if they think maybe he's not first ballot Hall of Fame, and I just I, – I couldn't believe – he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. I'd be stunned if he doesn't get in first ballot. Um, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you're a little fifty more 50-50 on it? I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is. I don't okay. see many people making it first ballot. True. Um, obviously, you know, Reeves Island is a thing. It's for real. It, it does. Um, sometimes it does take time, but it's, he's just one of those, it's just one of those guys where he was so dominant. And I know it was a shorter um, career, but so dominant within that time frame. And hey, good news for Jets fans. Him, it, it seems like him and Klecko will both get in next summer. Yeah, I know. Klecko, what? How long did he wait? Long time, like twenty it's, something yeah. years. It's so that's been what a long I'm time. saying. Not saying Klecko would have got in first ballot, but sometimes it takes long time. I mean, who was it? Chris Carter or Tim? Brown? Some of these guys had a thousand catches, and right, didn't and then get, he get in for five years. I mean, just I don't know. It depends on the voters and what they see, but he is he will be in 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 the very near future. It's true. It, it might not be first ballot. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's got to be cool. I mean, the Jets haven't had a lot of Hall of Famers over the years, so having two guys in one offseason is going to be pretty cool. Uh, maybe the Jets get the Hall of Fame game next year. Who knows? Yeah, um, I mean, that would make sense. There's going to be so many Jet fans in Canton. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should uh, they should highly consider that. Um, you know, just just based on the fan fear, and I don't think we've had we haven't had a Jets game there, right? I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the tackling? Is it a concern? No, I'm not worried about the tackling. There was some bad spots early against the Pats, but Stevenson is a load to bring down, and Montgomery is a load too. Man, Montgomery is really impressive in person, uh, watching firsthand, so much more so than on TV. So I'm not too concerned about the tackling. Yeah, listen, I I was surprised some of the broken tackles up in New England. I was at the game. and this past week, um, but then there's some tackles where I think the guy's going to bust out and get to first or make a big play, and it, it's a solo tackle in, in space. So they're making the plays they need to make. You know, sure, they could shore up their tackling, but uh, they're making some big plays when you would think that the guys would get extra yards. Last, well, get your comments, and we're about to wrap it up, folks. Uh, Matthew Swawicki, let's talk about the fact it's been 27 years since anyone other than Wayne has worn 80. I'm tired of pitching it to Woody. Literally zero Jets fans will ever recognize the number as anything but. 
Yeah, I mean, no one's worn 80. I think we know where this train is headed, to be honest. I don't know, dude. People ask me, um, you know, what I think about it. I mean, like, it'd be insane. It'd be crazy. You know, just the the dream, the, you know, the story that's not believable would even be the next step. Um, I don't expect it. Um, it's kind of weird that they haven't given it up, so I don't know what they would do at this point. But certainly... I would think there should be other people have their number retired before me. Um, but if they do it someday, I'll be, you know, over the moon. You know, and I would I don't even know if I'd be able to talk uh, at halftime. It would yep. be uh, it'd be insane. Uh, listen, the man's being humble, folks, right now. Jets fans, you know exactly that. That's his move. That's what he would do. And a follow up here, Corbett, what do we need to finally get? these cats to retire 80 Matt Matthew just keep doing what you're doing follow Wayne listen to what he has to say you know he, he gives a lot of good takes he's getting more involved and uh I think like I said I think I know where this train is headed and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a spot where Corbett and all his fans all the Jets fans are gonna love yeah like I said it's um crazy just getting in the ring of honor um and um like I said, they haven't given it away. So uh, actually, it's funny when Jameson, quick story, when Jameson Crowder got picked up by the Jets. Yeah, that was a, that was a just close happened call, to yeah. see um, the team roster, and it said number eighty, Jameson Crowder. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, that's interesting because he was eighty with the Redskins. And then uh, I said something. I was like, did you guys like? Oh no, no, no. That's just temporary. Like we would never give it away i'm like i don't know do do what they can do i appreciate the the fans sticking up for me and i've tried to stay involved with the jets team uh, on many levels so i'm uh, grateful just to be part of the jets organization for what since 95 27 years it's crazy yep since that first day the the security guard wouldn't let you in the building my guy harry fisher harry fisher that's his name that's right <laughs> All right, fans, use discount code 80 at jetsxfactor.com, um, JetX Mobile on the App Store. Use that discount code. Not only do you become a member, but you also uh, get a free signed 8x10 picture, autographed picture by Wayne Corbett. Check out a lot of stuff we're doing. Cool Your Jets podcast has a new episode out. I think it dropped yesterday. You could get it on iTunes, YouTube. Go to the site if you can't find anything. Everything's there in the in the menu. Um and the Jets, seven and four, folks. The AFC East is loaded. The NFC East is loaded. This weekend is a huge one. Getting to eight and four against Minnesota, a damn good team, really opens things up because they have a tough schedule. The Giants have the toughest schedule statistically the rest of the way, but the Jets aren't too far behind. So, uh, Wayne, what are you thinking about uh, Minnesota this weekend? Yeah, a tough one. But I remember seeing, uh, you know, the the pregame stretching. The Miami guys like. We're eight and one. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. And and Dallas beat them by forty. So you never know. Oh, they're gonna have a tough time with that offense. But somebody made comments about how many likes we had and how many people. Yeah, hit the yeah, like. like this video, folks. You you right. Listen, comments. And I just was thinking, like it's pretty much December. We got to do some giveaways. Yeah, and Christmas giveaways. So keep alert for that on the Jets X Factor website because uh, looking to give some stuff away. Good call. We'll do giveaways. We'll do some contests. Um, we're getting to the point where we're we're slowly bringing all the shows together in a way where it's going to work in unison with some more partners. So 
I've been busy with that and stuff is going to happen soon. Uh, so stay in touch, listen to us, watch us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, whatever your preferred place is. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Like that video, share that video. We got to you gotta remind me, Wayne, to do this at the beginning of the video. That's that's the key. That's the veteran move right there. Well, the true fans hung around for 31 minutes. So appreciate they did. it. <laughs> they did. All right. We'll, we'll catch you guys next week. Jets, Minnesota, Sunday. And uh, we'll have another story to tell next week. Will Mike White fall to earth or will he keep rolling with this train? We'll find out. We'll see you guys later. Thank you.